0: John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central.
1: Hey, guys. Welcome to You Up, the Best Stuff, the podcast. You know it. You've subscribed. You're listening, hopefully. Why don't you go rate and review us? It'd mean a lot to us. Or get a serious subscription, and you can hear this show... Not just the best stuff, but you can hear all of it, which is all really freaking great, if you ask me. We do eight hours of content every single week, Monday through Thursday, on Sirius XM, Channel 95, Comedy Central Radio. Um, But um, this podcast this week is actually... I'm uh, really excited about it. These are some great clips, and um, and I don't even pick the clips. My producer, Noah, does, and she does a great freaking job because I'm looking at um, all the clips I'm setting up, and I'm excited about talking about each one of them. So first up on the show, we have Rachel Feinstein, one of my very best friends, one of the legit funniest people I will ever know, and... One of my favorite comedians. I would say, I always say she's in my top five, and I, I would almost say top three. She is one of the best writers I will ever know, and um, and knowing her is a treat. And she's just a good person, and just honest, and funny, and if you don't know her, you'll come to love her from my show, but if you don't know her, you really do need to listen to her. Um, go watch her stand-up special on the half hour it's called The Stand-Ups Season 2. I believe she is Episode 3 or 4 or 5. I don't know. But just go watch Rachel Feinstein on The Stand-Ups and listen to this clip of her talking about something I set her up to talk about because, God damn it, I'm a fan. And I, would, I she's like a jukebox. I'm like, tell me about your mom and go. And she does it. She's fucking great. Here we go. Yeah! Is anyone fun, funnier than Rachel Feinstein? <laughs> Steinstein, oh. whatever. I don't know. I don't think anyone is. No. Like, you guys make me feel no. so good whenever There's I call you. Literally, funnier. Rachel was the MVP of my goddamn birthday party. I went, she came out last minute. She was just like, hey, I didn't think she was in town because something was going on that weekend where I was like, oh, surely she's out of town. I didn't invite her to my dinner and my after karaoke party thing. And then she texted me that day to be like, hey, happy birthday. And I was on the phone with her and we were talking about something. And I go, are you in town? She was like, yeah. And I'm like, will you come to my party? Like, you don't have to, but like, I have a thing. She showed up and slayed. Like, you came in and you stole the show. Everyone was so impressed by how funny you were. Like, you were killing. She was doing this bit. In the karaoke room, that was so funny. Um, so she was, uh, so we rented out like a small karaoke room, mm-hmm. and I was just singing Taylor Swift songs and like really, um, hijacking the whole experience for everyone You're and people. Adorable. But. Rachel just in between songs kept grabbing them, just having to take the mic and make announcements. Like, wh- I don't even know where you imagined we were <laughs> if for these, for these roll this some thing you were doing. all
2: purpose room. Yes. Okay. So but, can you do yeah. some of the announcements? Uh, during karaoke, I like to kind of act like maybe it's in some sort of a community church or something. <laughs> and then I get up in between to kind of let people know things like, you know, like Jan, you're, um... Your green Subaru is about to get ticketed, and uh, Darla, you do have to leave the bowl here. Last time you took the bowl, um, everyone just wanted to thank... Thank, please can we all thank Darlene for bringing that casserole. And Darlene's also getting divorced tonight. That's right. Darlene's divorce is now final. So if we could just pass out the cantaloupes, uh, because Darlene's divorce is official. Um, I usually like to have somebody's kind of like, on house arrest that somehow comes to the karaoke, you know, yeah. like Patrick, uh, we thought you were a great contributor last year, but um, we do know that you are on house arrest and you shouldn't technically be in the all purpose room. So um, there are some officers on their way to collection.
1: <laughs> Wait, you were announcing that the divorce Cupcakes! Oh yeah, the divorce cupcakes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Your divorce cupcakes are here, Darlene. Darlene's divorce is final, and uh, we think that any divorce is good because it means the marriage wasn't supposed to work out. So, Darlene, it's time to celebrate. Wait, what, what should people do
1: with their silverware and all their like all their plates? <laughs>
2: Uh, Last year, there were three spoons that were unaccounted for. Three spoons, (laughs) not a good time to bring this up, but there were three missing. And Pablo, we still are... are, You're not cleared for that, Pablo, but... If you could just make sure to put the spoons back in the canister. Put the spoons back in the canister. I love the bowl. <laughs> like there's only the one bowl. bowl. <laughs>
1: just this woman who hangs on to every detail, shares too much, loves the sound of her own voice.
0: I love uh, that character like so much. It's also not quite religious, but it feels, it does it feel a, you know, like a church. Yeah, <laughs>
2: religious-y. I also like lost item. There was a reversible sweatshirt. That's right, it looks to be reversible. Hoodie? Uh, I don't know whose this is, but it's here at the front craft table. And- Too many
1: details about this sweatshirt. Who anyone who's missing a sweatshirt would know right away it's mine or not. But you keep sharing more details.
2: It, it has a looks to a be an bunny. extra large. <laughs> I Reverse- want to say teal. I want to say teal.
0: There is certainly a Tasmanian devil on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there are just so many things that like I want to like a carry like like a karaoke room. You are my karaoke room. I just want to pull up things that I can ask you to do because you are so goddamn funny. It is troubling. And here's the thing is like I love about you is that I can tell you to do something and you just do it. And you like, you're you're the best, right <laughs> You make me laugh so hard. Rachel, okay, I'm going to ask you to tell one story today sure. about, because there's one story that I think I've, there are a couple you can like count the times in your life where you've laughed the hardest and like they stand out to you and Rachel telling the story when we were where were we and Martha's vent no not Martha we were somewhere on an amy Trip, yeah, maybe in Hawaii. some house. No, it was the first one with the the girls. Oh, when I lost my luggage, yes, I remember. Yes, we were in that beautiful house and we were with Amy's friends from high school. I was just meeting all of Amy's girlfriends for the
2: first time, and they had to lend me like everything like underwear, like a bathing oh, yeah. suit. It was so awful, yeah. Where, I forget where and we they, were, but it they was were so awesome. lovely about it, but it was and you were so nice to me about it, but I oh, felt yeah. so uncomfortable.
1: I that was the worst. I, I knew what you were feeling in that moment <laughs> of just like we we're taking pictures and you're wearing other people's clothes clothes and you just felt you had one bathing suit I so and that was dumb and like, that stupid suit didn't fit um, me proper anyway you one night we got to talking there but before I set you up for that because it is a, a longer story that I want to have time for I want to ask you about I am so obsessed with your Netflix half hour I can't even stand it I've been telling people who was I just texting with about it god damn it it was someone impressive who you'd be <laughs> excited, like, loves your special too. Thanks. That means a lot. It was some comedian so that, like, good. we both respect there. Oh, wait. Oh, no. You know who it was? Bill Lawrence, um, who created Scrubs. Oh, cool. And, um, and uh, ground and, and Ground Cougar Floor Town. and Cougar Town and Clone High and Spin City. Uh, he's a friend of mine and I'm developing a show with him possibly, but we were, and his daughter is like my favorite pop star right now. And we were texting about, um, just he he was I forget he was listening to some show and we we were texting about um who did we watch that I go there are the funniest person and I go. By the way, I want to pull it up, because I want to get it right, because I said, you've got to listen to Rachel Feinstein's, and he goes, oh, I already watched it, dude. It's insane. Um, it's so nice to hear, because I, re- I just read
2: something, like, really? not nice about it. Yeah. It's so
0: funny. Like, I look at you, and, like, that, like, that's special, and I'm like, obviously, you feel incredible. Like, I and I think from when you look at other people's shit, you're like, obviously, you must feel invincible, because it was so good.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> I can't. You can't read stuff. I yeah, know. I read it's stuff. Oh, yeah. How did you it. find it? Was it tweets or something? No, it was an article. I can't remember who what wrote it, but they just like went. Uh, they said they, they were kind of s- underwhelmed, oh, or they something, probably talked about was, like a slump or something. And That's a, insane. You know, I don't know. People
0: I just... just want to find something. Like they talked Your... to you about Joe's too, and I was like, "What are you talking Joe's about?" Oh yeah, I thought hysterical. you and Joe's were so Your fucking special, funny. Your special,
1: Rachel, is top to bottom some of the greatest writing I've ever heard in my life. It it's the type of thing that you watch as a comedian, and you like, I need to work harder. Like. It is you're my favorite comedian, and I've said this over and over again to you. But like you and Gary Goldman are like my two favorites right now. You both just juice a joke, so you don't leave anything for anyone else to touch on that subject. I was watching Gary last night. He's so fascinating. I with him orcs, last night and he too. finds the
2: most interesting subjects, like something you wouldn't think to speak about. Oh I'm my shit! God. I need to do that. Like I know, I always talk about the same five things, but like he'll, he'll analyze. Like y- did like, you hear him talk Amish about Amish
1: women or something? Like, you know, and you're like holy shit. Gary. He did. What did he do a bit about last night? Ryan Hamilton. And I went downstairs to watch him because he's so special to watch. Yeah. But he was doing a bit about
2: Some Chipotle. food. He does a bit.
1: He does a bit about how people
2: order in Chipotle. And oh, it makes and pointing me laugh at so the much. corn, yes, wagging when their you fingers. point.
1: <laughs> he's like, if if I worked there and someone pointed, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh yeah, because I don't know where the corn is. You can just say corn. <laughs> oh, uh, Jack, I found the corn. They pointed out the corn. Like it was like it's, it was so funny. But so Bill said to me. Um, He was talking, oh, uh, Theo Vaughn is another guy that right now, Theo, you, and Gary are like my top three favorite comedians to watch right now, who I would like pay to see, I think. And, um... He was Bill had been listening to our show and Theo was on and said Theo's so funny and I was like oh my god dude his stand up it's my favorite thing right now it's like no one else anyone is doing. He said yeah pretty brave I'm feeling the same way about stuff Rory Scovel is doing. Oh yeah. And he said your friend Rachel is also really making me laugh. And I d- said dude watch her Netflix half hour special if you haven't already. Uh, we have the same taste, meaning him and I. She is insanely funny. Her and Theo are my top two right now. He said saw it was great. I said her mom's kimonos is that a pineapple <laughs> and a Coco Peli dancer on the same smock? Well, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, actually, I saw her tape it, and so he was there watching it oh, live, really? and he said it was amazing. What? But like oh. your mom's, bi- your That's bit so about funny. your mom picking out smocks. <laughs> <laughs> And like the different things that are on the same, and how your mom, here's the thing about, let me just give a, uh, wait, how many minutes do I have? This is the thing I want to say about Rachel Feinstein, where, and I've told you this before, where this is the difference between her and other comedians. So she has a joke about her mom um, trying to like cross cultural barriers with people, and like her mom's an extreme liberal. Her dream for her, when, her mom's dream is that one of her children would come out as like, uh, as gay, and like her, you say that your mom's dream for you is that you would t- tell her I'm dating a Nigerian lesbian. Oh, like, yeah.
2: She would open up like a flower. If I told her that. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I don't know why I'm paraphrasing all your jokes. But you say, let me just have you do it if you don't mind. Or would you rather me? No, para- I, can like, do I know it. how it's painful fine. that is. So I'll ask you to do it because I, you're my jukebox. Um, where you uh, talk about your mom. Um, it, it just has. I want you to get to the line where you say uh, the worst part. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, so she'll get oh, into so a I have a
2: joke where I talk about how she loves to read an ethnic name tag. Like, nothing jazzes my mom up more than kind of biting into an ethnic name and honoring <laughs> it in this gross way. Whenever we're out, I'm always like, I. whenever people are wearing name tags, my stomach drops because I know she's just winding up and smocking over there and she can't wait to say a name real loudly and slowly. So we get <laughs> this Smocking <cap>. over
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a word.
2: And when she travels, she gets extra jazz. So whenever she comes to New York. She always has some sort of cultural cape on, and we get. Into- <laughs> and she likes to kind of apologize for Trump and connect with like cab drivers. It's just very—it's chilling when I know what's going to happen. I get so anxious. So we get into this cab, and she sort of reads the name tag real slowly. She just goes, "Excuse me, Sarah Hange. What region is that? What a marvelous name, <laughs> Sarah Hange." And I, I was just like, mom, the worst part of his day is that you have access to his name right now. Like-
1: <laughs> that was Rachel Feinstein. Like I said, I am recording this podcast from my hotel room. I am sitting here watching Naked and Afraid on mute. Um, they were just eating rats on skewers. There's a girl in here who's a vegan, and she's just like, nope, not going to eat it. And she's just watching this guy eat a rat on a skewer. And, um... I'm vegan, too, but I don't know if I would go I, – I would probably make an exception if someone hunted a rat and, like, caught it and I could eat it. I would probably want to see what a rat tastes like. I'm guessing they're delicious. I mean, they look delicious on these skewers. I really got to say I'm um, – I get it, you know? And these people are so goddamn hungry. She's just watching him She's eating her sad banana, which she's had like 78 bananas since she's been there for two days. All she wants is a little bit of a, that rat on a skewer, but she's too proud. I'm not too proud. I would totally do it. I would throw my veganism to the side to eat a skewered rat and, you know, fuck a rat. Also on this island, apparently the monkeys have herpes. That's the big fear is that if a monkey bites you, you're going to have herpes. So great episode. Great episode. Is this a great episode of this podcast? We have yet to know. So far, so good. Oh, up next on the podcast, Dan Reichert came in to visit. Dan Reichert is an old college buddy of mine. I met him at a house party in college. We both predicted the night we met that we would both be successful in our chosen professions. He works in the uh, video game industry, and he was like, someday I'm going to be paid to write video game reviews and play video games. And he has done way more than that with his career. And I told him that I would be on TV someday telling jokes. And look at me now on a podcast in my hotel room. So far, in front of a TV. I'm actually, I'm watching TV. That's close enough. Anyway, this is Dan Reichert and Andrew Collin, who you know and love from the podcast. He is on every Wednesday on our show. He is my old dog walker. I have no dogs anymore, so now he is just my friend. Andrew Colin, Dan Reichert, here's them talking about their anxiety disorders and how they have a lot of anxiety wrapped around the fact that they are scared to swallow. Yes, swallow. I didn't understand it. I came to kind of understand it. You'll see in this next clip. You are. Let's just, like, set this up. Laying on my grandma. You thought you got yeah. lint in your throat. Yes. While laying there. You probably just had just coughed from the air like you just had a cough but you convinced yourself there was lint in your throat. Yeah. You went across the street to your other grandma's house. She was of no help nor was her caretaker who yeah. could have actually helped you. Yeah. So you went to urgent care. You drove 20 minutes. You were c- caught in traffic thinking you're choking and dying the whole way having a panic attack about this. Yeah. Dan Reichert is here nodding along being no <laughs> he knows this story. Well the
3: idea of like like being in a like parking or a driving situation in yeah. general is yeah. enough to get me like especially like a traffic jam like if you Ooh. were having one already and then there was that <laughs> that no on escape a highway <laughs> oh my god that sounds Ooh. like well the traffic there.
4: there was a lot of traffic too so the stopping yeah. and starting and then you just want to almost get in an accident you just want to man
3: yeah you just want to get out of the car yeah yeah yeah
4: i've had a lot of panic attacks while driving
3: yeah i did too for a long time and that's part of why i was scared to drive on the highway for a long wow. time wow yeah yeah, no, we have a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay,
1: so you get the emergency <laughs> room. She's looking at your chart. She sees she sees you and she, she sees goes, that this guy is choking on the chart. She goes, "So it
4: says here you're choking," and I was like, "Yeah, I think," and uh, yeah. And she goes, "Well, usually there are symptoms, uh, you know, uh, turning blue, yeah. uh, shortness of breath, choking." Uh, choking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I> go, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You got, I told you this chart. So then yeah. And then I still, she's like, "You're fine." And I was like, I think I need the X-ray, and I still took an X-ray, and she showed me that it was clear. My throat was, and I swear to God, I'm still driving back, and I'm going, she's wrong. Yeah, a woman doc? No, 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 but no, (laughs) no. but like, like, no, I was really like, she's wrong. Like, there's, I know it's still there, and like, even when I was home, I could still feel it, and I couldn't relax. And like it went on for like another like two hours, and then you don't really get help. And I mean, I guess I like, probably should have done medication at that point, or but you or didn't done... know.
1: You did. You thought you were choking. You yeah. didn't know you were just anxious.
4: Yeah, and I still like I still swallow only on my left side. It's like still like a weird thing that what? I got. Yeah, on I... your left side. Yeah. What does that mean? My strong side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, you I only you, swallow you're... on my left side. I don't, you know, don't have sides yeah, of swallowing. Side. <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently there's no sides that I found no. out. But but I still still know what it turns
0: you mean. <laughs>
1: What you it mean you feels mean, you, like
0: cuz you're like pushing your tongue this way or something The yeah. food
1: starts out on the side of your mouth and you swallow from there there's parts you of your mean? throat
0: that you can try to aim no, for. There yes, are that's not. what I do. I do. Yes, you can try. I don't, try. I don't no. think it's real, <laughs> but you can feel it. I, I'm right there with you. Like food, <laughs> they, like I, I would have so periods bad. of like <laughs> tweeted us if you know what we're talking about with side or a call in if I you like uh, try
1: to have swallow from the side. You up
4: at <laughs>
0: SXM You know what I it was? Tom is I lost. I think what
4: it was is I lost my tooth on my right side. You know, I lost that tooth. Sure. So chew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. lost one. Wait a
1: second. <laughs> I just swallowed on the right side of my. Uh, on the right side. I did.
4: Let me try. I could probably do soda on the right. <laughs> Doesn't feel good, but <laughs> I, I did do you it. Only I, swallow <laughs> on your left, left side. side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To the left. <laughs> but it, I've done it so long now that I I'm not afraid of choking. Like okay. it doesn't really scare me that much. Okay, Whoa. but steak, I don't go near steak. Really? Yeah, no,
1: you talk about choking all the time, Andrew. Uh, that is insane. Of course, you, you. I've heard you talk about choking so much.
3: I, I'm Mostly steak, anything stringy Steak, no. airheads <laughs> Fuck uh, airheads Airheads, really? I can Fuck. handle airheads You
1: can handle
0: airhead? airheads Airheads <laughs> <meal>. tear <laughs> apart very easily No a, me- a, a A
4: rare, a medium rare steak Or like yeah. close to rare Wait, Fuck how that yeah, to airheads? What about spaghetti? Because airheads are, are chewy
1: Why are airheads being confronted Within your life <laughs> On a daily uh, basis? you're the
3: you're 53 years old, Andrew. You don't, don't need to be eating
0: Airheads. I need energy.
1: Get an <laughs> I
3: had like 30 Airheads last week.
1: <laughs> wait a second. Yeah. Wait.
3: Me and Dan just became uh, best friends.
0: I, I can't
1: That's believe hilarious. Airhead. Like a Mentos is a better example of like the kind of consistency you're talking no, about. No, but this no, is no. This stretches chewing.
0: out, so it's like if it doesn't pull apart right, you can choke on it. Like I had like an Airhead sandwich the other day that did the same thing. No, 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 wait, no, what? are of. It's taffy. Oh, uh, no. What are you think of? Uh,
1: thinking, thinking of? Oh, I'm thinking of those sour. Yeah, no, yeah. the sour. Sour um, punch straws? No, 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 sour. they're little. the caps. No, lemon they're heads? little. What? <laughs> lemon heads? Not lemon heads, but they I have the head in it. know you talking about. Sweet tarts. tarts. Apple heads, there's yeah. an apple heads. sweet tarts. <laughs> tarts, no, sour chews. Hold on, I'm looking this up. This I so know intense. what I'm talking about. Hold on, This hold is going to give
4: me a panic at that. Uh, going through to Sweet can- Candy.
0: <laughs> sweet Damn Tarts. It.
1: What am Milk I thinking dust. of? I think Warhead. it's Sweet Tarts.
0: Warheads. Oh, it's <laughs> oh Warheads. Yes. Yes. And that's why I was
1: like, why no. are you guys having Warheads? Like, why I, would you uh, have I Warheads? You guys eat Warheads lately? Yeah. You ever yeah. eat
0: so many, you, t- you can't feel your tongue
1: anymore? Yeah. I, uh, warheads I are I thought I broke good. my tongue They're the hot warheads. sauce yeah. of Candy. They They're just yeah. torture. I dared, yeah, my I, friend,
3: I dared my friend Tim a couple years ago to put fifteen <laughs> in his mouth at one time and like all the skin was mouth, like off his tongue. and do that on like air. Oh, Let's
1: it's do it. terrible. My mouth is watering right now thinking about <laughs> I want to do this on so, air. So there's I something so about fun. them.
3: Lemonheads <laughs> There's like, a lot of heads Airheads A lemonhead tore a tooth out of mine While I was getting a haircut <laughs> oh, once And so this lady line. was cutting my hair I was chewing lemonheads And then I was a kid And I bit <laughs> down in one of my molars And I opened my You know how they stick together in your yeah. teeth? Yeah it, it pulled the tooth out oh, And so I was getting my a hair baby, cut Not like a baby? Like a I think it was a baby I was oh. a kid I was like 9 or 10 oh. And I like opened my mouth And there's like blood was like <laughs> <laughs> just The um, lady cutting my hair It's like oh no What do we do? That's <laughs> so funny, funny. Uh, From a From a lemonhead Lemonheads
1: See, Lemonheads are probably one of my favorite
0: candies, but they are very sticky. Yeah, they're sticky. They're a pain in the ass to eat. (laughs) Warheads, it's really just, it's like gum almost, where you have that flavor for like 10 seconds. seconds, And then it's gone. And then it's like, then you just have shitty candy in your mouth. And it's sharp. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they are rough. (laughs) This is my favorite thing. They sold them for 15 cents each or whatever at whatever local store (laughs) when I was a kid, and we would- make each other eat them to death and I loved it I love intense flavors like that I like super hot I love super sour it's because we are poor I feel like you want intense flavors because you don't have good food when you're poor. Mm. So then you want intense things like. I know, you know, I know a I mean? lot of
4: rich people. But I love hot sauce. Really? Yeah. yeah. I
1: feel like because I it, guess
4: shitty hot sauce is what I'm talking. About. <laughs> yeah, just.
1: I feel like you're getting spicy ketchup. Actually, when you're yeah. poor Ooh. and you're buying poor, like you're buying cheap food, it's like highly concentrated flavor and like all of that stuff. It's like very heightened. It's all lies. I'm yeah. Like, and that's when you mm. when people eat salads, they go, "This doesn't taste that's like anything." That's what I mean.
0: You eat strong flavor all the time because yeah. of that oh, because, because the that. when you eat like normal food like bread or chicken or whatever it tastes like shit because there's it's not good yeah oh you know? right because
1: you're not eating good not versions of it well, right yeah. right right okay that makes sense i that does check out okay so
0: <laughs>
1: I, oh man i could talk about candy all day
4: though like <laughs> yeah let's Do just it. like
1: oh, wait i, I remember um torturing yourself like with a uh, big jawbreakers and oh, yeah. licking your oh and your tongue, your tongue would bleed tongue bleeds yeah that was insane. Mm-hmm.
4: Those were so good. Those giant where like you go through like different they're not cores.
1: Good. I mean, they're good. They're cool as a kid, right? but they're it was, not. Like, a different colors. They're but,
3: fun, but they're not
4: good.
1: Jawbreakers are so delicious, though. And I an always adult, just you crack can, those right away. Like, as an
3: adult, you couldn't lick a jaw. You no, would
4: look insane.
1: So Do you eat candy all now? In jail? No, I, I haven't had yeah. candy. I just realized that the other day. I haven't had candy and. Years, I don't it's think. It's like, it I don't doesn't make sense
0: it. to eat it, but every once in a while, I still like it to have a- so good. I, nerds.
1: I, I will, I will nerds break down for a tiny box of nerds mm. around Halloween.
0: I like like a sour worm or like a sour patch mm-hmm. kid.
1: Uh, Yeah. a ner- uh, Nerds rope. I just love nerds. Um, But okay. So back to <laughs> choking. Yeah um you do talk about choking all the time Andrew it still plagues you you have soft teeth is that right or you don't have enough teeth or like you you worry about chewing things fully yeah your
4: teeth are like
0: mashed potatoes
1: do you not have teeth do you are you missing teeth
4: I'm missing two back molars
1: that's a lot
4: yeah and uh that's I mean as of right now that's it my grandpa lost all his teeth I and mean, I'll, I'm I'm bound to be toothless probably within the next couple of years here.
1: What what's the option for you for just back molars? Can you get like a denture of just molars though?
4: Oh yeah, I never really because couldn't of you that.
1: use that? I, I got mean, like,
4: uh, no, I got um root might... canal at point at one point, but yeah. the, the root canals went bad. Okay, and then I just like had like a hole in the root canal, which then goes really deep. Yeah. and then that made your tooth hurt like crazy. Oh. and then they had to rip out my my cousin took out... He's. I don't even know if he's a dentist. He claims he's a dentist. He has... He, he, I swear to God. He's like, yeah, I could take it out. And I met him. He has like a house slash office kind of thing. And he's like, you know, I think actually a surgeon should do this. I was like, I don't have money for a surgeon. He's like, all right, I'll charge you $100. Uh, <laughs>
0: bucks all and, of a sudden, I'm a surgeon. Yeah. <laughs> for $100, bucks, i will be a so surgeon. For, for a
4: cool <laughs> $100 spot. He, uh, he took it out. It took him like two hours to take out this root canal and he's just sweating with pliers like uh," and he's dude it was insane did you
1: have any like anesthesia any local he he
4: gave me a shot of whiskey (laughs) no 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 he no he like he shot me with novocaine but it was like it was it wasn't it was it was like old school it was like (sighs) 40 years ago of trying to get a root canal out and uh but yeah, he good guy though, cousin Neil.
1: Look <laughs> him up. He's in
4: Long Island. To
1: not have your two back molars, that's why you're chewing on one side of your mouth and swallowing on one side. Be like, uh, you just don't use that side of your mouth. I've I've had tooth pain before, and you just well, stop using it.
4: They're even now. I have. Molar and so on you're each side.
1: missing both. On oh my god, Andrew, how do you chew anything?
4: That's why I go with mush. I eat a lot of mush, uh, right? You do. You're a big mush, yeah. Guy? I love mush, yeah.
1: <laughs> and
3: macaroni and cheese
1: oh, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. because you're also scared of choking Dan. Uh, I have that, and also like
3: every tooth thing he just said for the most part. I have horrifying things that I won't repeat because it's almost identical to his. Wow. I've had a whole history of dental issues, yeah. but yeah, I'll have periods of like, uh, is it because
1: of the candy consumption? Is it because you recently can look back and think of when you ate a you remember the last time you ate a warhead, which you shouldn't be able to, <laughs> as an adult, that should not be something you know. I mean,
3: I had like a whole pack of Twizzlers Pull and Peel like a night or two ago. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I eat a lot of candy. Um... But yeah, I, I will have periods of months sometimes where like I'll have the choking fear, where it's like just yeah. one time it feels like something got lodged for a second, or like you're trying to swallow a centrum and it got kind of lodged weird or whatever. Yeah. And then you worry about that for the longest time. Is and it actually then, right. down? Uh, yeah, yeah. And so like every bite you have to like <laughs> hype yourself up for like, okay, it's on my tongue right now. I'm gonna swallow it. and it, No wait, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then like you have to chew it until it's mush, basically.
1: That was Dan and Andrew. Hope you enjoyed it. Next up, we have Amber Tamblin, who was in studio with Rachel Feinstein again who was there. Amber Tamblyn is actress and a new uh, author of a novel. She's written a poetry book, but she also has a new novel out called Any Man, which I'm a big fan of. It is about a um, female serial rapist. Yes, you heard me right, folks. She wrote this novel. It is very powerful. It is very insane. It is very good. And I, um, she has a lot of feelings about what's currently going on with the world, and I wanted to ask her about what she um, plans on telling her daughter. How does she feel as a new mother when everything seems so hopeless? I wanted to find out, so I asked. She had something interesting to say. Here you go. You,
5: are- you have a daughter. Yeah.
1: What are you gonna tell her when she goes off to co- like what is there?
5: It's Because I feel like there's so
1: many things of like there's so many ways to not get raped. Like you may don't walk carry a weapon. Uh, don't walk alone at night. Like there's all these precautions for us to follow and it's like stop raping us is never something that we just can just say. But it's cuz it's like men are going to rape so like what are you going to do to prevent it?
5: You know, it's it's terrifying. And I I have said many times that the I wrote this book over the last four years, it took me four years to write far before the Me Too movement. But Mm. the body of it was really written when I was pregnant. And I felt like the experience of for me getting pregnant was um, was turned me very feral created like a very feral brain space for me to feel like my my violence periphery was the widest it had ever been mm. and um and so it able it, it made me able to go to these spaces that I'm not sure I otherwise would have but you know i think constantly about the little things that I can do. And I'm very aware that I cannot protect her fully. There's a lot I will do wrong. I will fail her constantly. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I look at the little things growing up, and one of the first things I always think of is that, you know, to make sure she understands from a very young age that she has total ownership of her own body and space, that no one can ask her for hugs or kisses. She can give those if she wants to.
6: um,
5: Just to make her really, really aware of those things, um, you know, and hope that I build a, a sense of esteem and, and self-worth in her that allows maybe those things still might happen, but might stave them off just a little bit more. And I frankly don't know what the answer is. That's why it's so scary is it's like, you know, I don't know. I I, I don't know, but I'll we're gonna find out. That's a good place to
1: start though. I think in a lot of you see that a lot with parents now is like you don't need to hug your uncle if you don't feel like hugging him. There
5: was actually a situation and I told David about this, and he's like, What? That's so overdramatic. But a friend of mine had posted a story about seeing um or her daughter go walking through the TSA screening thing. She was like four years old, and the TSA agent, a guy, like put his hand out and stopped her and was like, You only get to pass if you give me a smile. Ooh. It's harmless. I get it. I get it. And David thought that I was so So like over the top with it. I'm like, no, because the indoctrination starts young like that. Mm -hmm. Like, please ask me if an older gentleman would ask a little boy to give him a smile and put his hand out. He'd ask for a high five. He'd ask for other things. Like, this is the reality of girls from the youngest age that their conscience is beginning to bloom. And so they're taught those things. They're taught that they owe the world that they owe men in positions of power, whether it's a TSA agent or a president or a boss, like anybody, I'm not just talking about TSA agents, like it's anything across the board. And so I look at those things and where I might've before been like this fucking idiot. Now I just go like it, that I would have said something to him, you know, like it's, it's the difference between that. And then it's telling your daughter, like, you don't, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You can push his hand aside and you can walk through. You do not owe him a smile. Yes.
1: Um, The smile, a smile, give me a smile, it's the tiniest rape. It is. Because it makes you have to go. And you give them that because they're asking for it. And what you're when a man has told me to smile, and I, I feel threatened by men yeah. because they're stronger and I don't know what they can do. Happens so when a so man tells me to smile, too. I always do it because I go, are you going to rape me if I don't? Because this, yeah. this is the least I can do to not get raped right now. I always... That's what that's, you, you mitigate. <laughs> but life. you're right. It is those petite rapes. That was Amber Tamblin with her novel Any Man. Make sure to pick it up. Pick it up and then buy it. Don't just pick it up. That would be... uh You wouldn't be going through with what I really need you to do, which is, you know, purchase it. I think it's good to buy books right now. Digitally, I read all my books on my phone. I will say that it is not, um, people don't think you're as smart when you're reading books on your phone. That's why I constantly, when I'm reading a book on my phone, I go, I'm reading a book. I'm reading a book to anyone who might see me uh, in public reading. I want them to know I'm not just like, you know, on Instagram. I'm actually reading um, screaming I'm reading a book over and over does get in the way of actually absorbing whatever I'm reading, so um, I should probably just just read and not worry about what people think. But I feel like so much of reading books is like being like, I'm reading a book. As I stare at my New Yorker tote that they sent me because I got a year subscription. You see them all over the place, these New Yorker totes. That's They gave out um, these tote bags. If you got a prescription, Prescription. <laughs> so stupid tonight. Guys, you know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. What I do know is next up on the podcast is Greg Fitzsimmons, one of my big faves. He was in studio and was talking to us about just some good advice as a comic. If you're interested in comedy, you'll enjoy this. And even if you're not, heck, you might enjoy it. He's a funny goddamn man. Make sure to check out his uh, show, Greg Fitzsimmons Show, on. Howard101 on SiriusXM or subscribe to his podcast, FitzDog Radio, which is like one of my biggest influences as a podcaster slash broadcaster. It's good old Greg Fitzsimmons. He knows how to conduct a podcast and do an interview. And I love him. Check it out. Yes!
7: I think it's also tough when you're starting out, you're playing in front of 12 other comedians in some Irish bar yeah. at Queens. Yeah. And so you don't, there isn't really much of a laugh. So you just uh-huh. start talking through it because it would be awkward not to. Right. But so then when you start getting in front of real crowds, you don't know to trust them. And like, you know, just put the thing that I think gets bigger laughs is when you, I take a lot of long silences on stage. You know, I just like to stare at them sometimes. You're, just you're do a, so good at that. Just do a joke and eyeball them, and you know, just kind of look in their eyes and <laughs> take in their energy, and make sure that we're all in the moment together. You know, just sometimes I, I can just sometimes you're up there for an hour and you just get sick of your, own. we talked about this before the show, uh. you get sick of your own voice. You're like, mm. who the fuck am I to be dominating an hour where no one, t- if someone talks, a black guy comes over and tells them they have to leave the club. Uh, uh,
0: if, uh, and you make sure it's a black guy. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: <laughs> I think about so that all writing. the time. I'm like, like, why does everyone have to stay quiet to listen to me? Like if a doctor got up and was like, I would like to speak about being a doctor, <laughs> and it's like, shut up, doctor. <laughs> or a literal rock. They'd be like, shut the fuck. A Nobel (laughs) Peace Prize winning author or something would be told to leave because I have to talk about my pussy. That's right. It's so insane. I have that moment sometimes on stage, exactly that of like, why, why? We're all being tricked into listening to me talk right now and I hate myself. And people
7: go like, wow, that's so amazing. You can just make a room full of people laugh. It's like, yeah, but let's think about that room full of people. They hired a babysitter, drove... Yeah. Valley Parked paid a two drink minimum a cover charge. They are highly invested in laughing. Yeah. yes, they want to wow. laugh, and they're all in. A, and then they're in this dynamic, this social dynamic where everybody else is laughing, so they laugh. It's actually really fucking easy. It's easy, like you said, if you have confidence in presentation, you're ninety percent of the way there with them.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. it, it I think it's God. Yeah, I don't, I, I I hate talking about comedy, but I always end up talking about comedy with you and I really like it. Like you're just someone I, I love watching you because what I've learned from you is just fearlessness and just trusting that I'm funny and that I'm a good person and that anything I say might be crazy and might shock people. But like at the baseline of it, like I just trust myself because I watch you and you trust yourself. You're so confident up there. Um, but you also say things that are outrageous sometimes and you, but you're honest. I just love your honesty and it makes sense why Howard loves you because you're like that towered to me. Like that's when I first heard you, I was like, this guy's just honest. And like, he's not, I'm not being bamboozled by him at all with jokes. And even when you do have a punchline that I'm like, that's, he wrote that. It just still feels like it comes from a, Great, honest place. I saw you have, we talked about it on your um, show. You can check out the, our episode of your show. Yeah, that's one, right. Of the greatest.
7: Fits Dog Radio, the worst title, but the best show.
1: I did a recent episode of his show. We've done a couple, but the most recent one was so fun, but we talked about this moment. I saw you at the stand in New York, cause you're here now writing, head writer on Crashing.
7: On Crashing for yeah. three and a half months, yeah.
1: Damn, And um, and you've written on every season so far, right?
7: No, I did the set last season and this season, second. Were you and third. head writer on both? Uh, the good ones. No, I'm not no. the head writer. I'm oh, a producer. Are. Oh,
1: you're a producer. Okay, yeah. so you're up there. Um, and so Greg did a set at the stand, and you, you're like you were talking about millennials and how um, they don't have religion or they do.
7: Yeah, I said they don't believe in anything. Yeah, they basically, you know, they don't believe in God. They just sort of flow, and it's like these are the same people that will swipe right on an app to have sex with a total stranger, get driven there by another total stranger, have sex in an apartment owned by another stranger. If these people have nothing, they have faith. Just not in God. But on this particular
1: night, for some reason there were so many religious millennials in yes, the crowd, that's right. And they were so polite because Craig went into the crowd and goes, "You're a millennial. What do you are you believe in anything?" He's like, "Yes, I'm a I'm a Devout Christian <laughs> <laughs> at the at the stand at like eleven yeah. o'clock at night on a Tuesday, yeah. and they're like twenty one
7: <laughs> years old and drinking.
1: Yes, and then you and you go, okay, well, well you're the exception, and then you go to another guy, and he was <laughs> religious, and you you go. But he kept doing the bit, even though there was no supporting evidence. Like, literally zero (laughs) evidence. He kept going, and then he finally gets to the end, and he has two more people, they're both religious. Like It was like, everyone was like, no way is everyone in this room like a a practicing, uh, you know, Christian or whatever. And then you go, at some point, you gotta admit when your premise Is based on no truth. (laughs) It's based on nothing. (laughs) That was Greg Fitzsimmons. Next up, Dave Attell and Jeff Ross came into studio. They came in with a whole film crew because they're filming a uh, Netflix special called Bumping Mics. Dave and Jeff came in, guns blazing. Dave Attell is the funniest human alive. Dave is just so quick. There's no one like him. I think he and Rachel are two of the quickest people I know. And I know a lot of quick goddamn people. Um, Dave and Jeff, this was so much fun. I'm excited for you to hear it. Dave, Dave Attell, Jeff Ross, here we go. Hi,
6: Nick.
8: Welcome,
1: gentlemen.
9: Hi, everybody. Thanks for hey. having us in.
1: Thanks for being in. You have. A, can we talk that you have a whole film crew here? What are you doing? What is this?
9: This was Dave's idea to finally put radio on video.
8: <laughs> <laughs>
9: We're really breaking ground here. Well, Nikki. Yeah.
5: Um,
8: as you know, uh, we've, been, we've been doing Stand There Forever and uh, we've done it mostly solo and yeah. now it's a team. We're yeah, a team.
1: from now on. Well, <laughs> it's
8: kind of an open marriage if you know what I mean. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I do know yeah, what you yeah. mean.
8: We'll have to see other, you know, venues. And so.
1: how, when did you guys come up with this? When When did you decide like, hey, we should go out together? What was that moment? Well, I when talked to my know? accountant,
8: and
9: he said, hey, <laughs>
1: it's
9: not happening. <laughs> it happened, uh, I would say it's a happy accident. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I would come from L.A., I'd land, i live in the village not too far from the comedy cellar, and Dave yeah. would inevitably have the last spot of the night, and I would have no spot. So he would invite me up to just riff and play around so I'd get some stage time, get a chance to earn my free chicken shawarma upstairs and we would just do it for fun. It was really like, I don't know, working out, go to the gym, hobby, comedy hobby kind of thing. Yeah. And then um, last year I begged Dave, begged, begged, begged him to come to Montreal and do it at the festival for three nights and that went really well and I called it Bumping mics, and Dave's agreed and we did a bunch of tour dates. We've been touring um, most of the last half of the year and we thought we would end the tour Back where it all started at the Village Underground this weekend.
1: This weekend, June 29th, Friday, and through Sunday, July 1st, at the Village Underground around the corner from...
9: The Comedy Cellar. The Comedy
1: Cellar. And uh, 8 p.m. and 11 p.m. shows, and you can get tickets at Roastmaster General... Oh, you're
9: selling the uh, tickets? ComedySeller.com has them too.
1: Yeah, you can, um, but you gotta check this out. And you guys are um, doing us, we, okay. We're doing um, a get it part. out. <laughs> what? And we're, <laughs> shooting, we're shooting the whole thing. I don't
9: thing. know
1: what I can say and what I can't. You're shooting, shooting the whole thing. You're
9: shooting the thing, whole but- thing. Uh, Vice uh, Dave is under criminal indictment, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but this is gonna be a Netflix special. It's
9: gonna be a Netflix uh, uh, series. Series, yeah, oh, wow. that's so exciting. This is scene one, day one, right here with you and your crew. Right. So thank you. So yeah. you have like a reality Do you mind show stepping out of the shot. <laughs> is yeah. there any way I could say something
8: here? Yeah. First of all, bumping mics was not my first choice okay. for the name of it. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna. I thought maybe two old Jews <laughs> would be a great way to go with it, but um, anyway. I think that uh, Bumping Mike says it all.
1: I really I, I like it. It's um, sexual. You think so? Yeah, I mean, I think of, like, Mike's are dicks, and you guys are, like, bumping dicks. Do Whoa, you guys do easy. That? We're a
8: faith-based <laughs> act. We play
9: state fairs and christenings. Yeah, be careful with our brand, all right? Sorry and we I don't... Think... We can't judge the size of people's boobs. Ian, stand up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think
8: uh, Ian, or as I call him, the uh, Gallagher Three, <laughs> is... Uh, Jeff, do you have a long story you want to say, or nothing? <laughs> <Sorry>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, asked yeah. the question, that's, I answered it. I know, quickly, quickly is good. <laughs> You see, there's some we tension three, here.
9: We have three episodes to fill, Dave. I don't really oh see the point
8: God. of going fast. There's a saying. lot of tension, but I think that we bring it on stage. You, you know what I'm
9: saying? You do. Yeah. And when we get a big new laugh, we bump mics.
8: Well, don't give the whole
1: do process
9: away. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's so kinda, and there's some pyrotechnics. And that there. is Jeff's <laughs> idea. The whole uh,
8: I, I would say that Jeff definitely is the uh, the uh, the guy who's brought it together in terms of uh, pushing me uh, forward into uh, doing a special. <laughs> doing yeah. a As thing you don't want to do. Yeah, because I really just pretty much wanted to, you know, basically uh, go off into obscurity. But uh, Jeff is the one who really really wants to push it forward, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy for it. I really like working with the guy. He's yeah, really it's good.
1: Fun. You figured out a way to work with a friend and, and have fun doing so and make a show. That's This is what I want. I want, a, I want a goddamn reality show so I can just walk around and be myself and then make a show at the same time.
8: I know, but it's about us right now.
1: I know well, it is I mean, Come on, Nikki. Uh, I mean, this is your show. It's a radio show, all right? I know, I know. How many
9: shows can you have at the same time? Uh, this, is the is all, this is all we have.
1: Yeah. So is are they are you guys doing a reality show, or do you pick to, like, do no, they? No, it's,
9: it's essentially a stand-up show. Okay. But we wanted to add a little life to it. Okay. So we, we, we're gonna go around today and shoot a bunch of stuff and talk to a few friends, and we're gonna go get haircuts and uh, um, some lunch in the park. Yeah. I will say
8: this about the live shows, is that uh, special guests will be there. Okay. And uh, you know, everyone is invited. And the cool thing about New York is that we both live here. Jeff is bi-coastal, but I live here. Yes. Okay? And uh, you know, there's so many great comics here, so we're hoping like a bunch of people drop by. So they I think it should be a uh, can I say it a carnival of laughter? Yes, say it. Carnival of laughter. Friday
1: Food. through Sunday, Village Underground. If you're in New York, there's no reason why you shouldn't come to one of these shows. That that room is just so fun. You anyway, like it. You oh, like I it. love it, yes. and I and just this show is gonna be great. Thanks. It's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be something to, this is the thing to do this weekend in New York City for sure. Thank you. Village Underground county, for tickets or RoastmasterGeneral.com yeah. for tickets. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can get a shirt. You guys selling shirts? No,
9: but we're gonna give some away okay. to people that we roast Gre- oh, or whatever.
1: People love the chance at a free shirt. That's the yeah. lead. It's with called that. merch. Right.
8: Back me up on this Gallagher. <laughs> merch can right. help you buy a house. Yeah. Can pay for a new hip. Merch. Merch. What do you It's yeah. about it.
1: <laughs> Tell me about Smash merch. It. Dave, have you yes. sold merch? Through the years,
8: I'm the worst at it. That's why I'm trying to get Jeff involved yes. in this merch thing. Smart us together. I mean, boom! That's the way to do it.
1: God, yeah, because it's so embarrassing what to happened? sell we merch. D- on the, the David
9: road. tell nicotine patches didn't sell so well? <laughs> 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 we'll be right back. i oh, sorry, I'm doing your job.
6: <laughs> this you know
8: verite is really very good. Am I right? <laughs> Lap it up. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
9: Yeah, it's the end of the tour, so we invited some people we met along the way and, and some of our friends and family from New York to come down, I hope you guys come down too. Yeah. yeah, I'd love. It. We're gonna I... make a party and, and we're gonna make the, the Village Underground into our party space. You know, I'm the son of a caterer. I love oh, I parties. didn't know that. I love parties. We He's... should have a rap party on Sunday.
8: Dude, All right.
1: you totally Let's promote should. other
9: things on the radio that we can't
8: afford.
6: <laughs> hey, we're gonna have a yacht
8: race. <laughs> hey, we're gonna have a hot air balloon uh, challenge. <laughs> Jeff, I don't know what kind of budget you're thinking this is.
9: This is Netflix, dude. All right. The funniest part of the whole process was calling Dave and going, Do you think we need makeup?
8: Yeah, I said no. <laughs> I think that I think brutally ugly is the way to go, especially yes. in the morning. Oh
6: natural. <laughs> yes.
8: but can I tell you, can I can I just say one thing? Being on the road with Jeff is a lot of fun because now we're both at that, you know, like you know back in the day the party over. 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 Get something to eat. That's what we do. We get something to eat. And I have Hell to tell yeah. you, I think I've spent more on drugs than I have on the on meals. The <laughs> meals are very expensive. Yeah. We play casinos, steakhouses, right. Right. eight, nine hundred thousand dollars right. a piece. It's crazy. I go I we get wow. a private
9: dining room after every show. There's like twelve yeah. people. Usually, we take off our clothes. Usually my friends, Dave blows his guests off and right. then comes to eat. So Dave will order one thing. He'll leave four hundred dollars and leave and go drive home that night. Yeah. <laughs> and I stay and relax.
1: You really. This is what you really do. You have Will that you, many we, people. Am I wrong? Coming. I know.
8: I, I was like kind of like a compliment with no energy behind it. No, it
1: is. Dave is one of the most generous people. Thank you. Uh, Thank you I, I've ever met. Like well, you Nicky, would say that too, right, Jeff? He like, tips Dave, like a
9: former alcoholic.
1: It's crazy.
9: Yeah. <laughs> I like to he think really of it as does. a pro boxer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dave wow. Is so generous. I see it all the time, and you. I. I. I think Schumer has learned from you because she's the other person that I she's look great. to, who is one of the most generous people with their. Uh, uh, their success, and I think she gets it from you, because like, I know she looks up to you so much and I see it. It's
8: called class. It's called We're class classy. is what it's called. There um, you go. And Jeff is a good dude, you oh, should Jeff see it. Jeff is
1: so... Any cousin well. within
8: three or four hundred miles will be at that show. <laughs> Anybody he went to vocational school with will get an invite. He's very good. I that
9: always way. invite a lot of friends and family. Is this
1: after every show? It's like twelve people you go out like why do you do you do you ever not wanna do that? Is there ever a part of you that just wants to go back to the hotel room alone? Him? I hate going no.
9: I, ha- I hate going back to the hotel room alone. I don't know okay. what it is. Yeah. This is it. I, I don't know what it is. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't like being alone. Dave,
1: do you mind being alone? I love
9: being alone. I love it. I I feel like I'm alone right now. Dave, (laughs) emotionally, Dave (laughs) Dave won't even fly or drive to the gigs with me. It's oh, such wow. a waste, but every time I roll up in Seattle, there he is outside the hotel I would... smoking. Yeah, I, I roll up in Vegas, he's already there. <laughs> I don't want
1: to travel with anyone either. I totally get that. I don't want to go through TSA with oh, someone yeah. and wait That's on someone worse. to go to the bathroom before Gallagher. we go get our luggage. Scott, <laughs> what
8: do you
9: think? It's hard to bring the sledgehammer on flights. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> our, our rider's very specific. Like, yeah. I need the green room that has, you know, uh, a lot of room in it, and room for food, and couches for a party, and yeah. Dave needs the one closest to the loading dock, yeah. so that he can smoke. Well, that is, you know what, you might be seeing the,
8: the beginning and the end of this team, yeah. <laughs> right here. Am I wrong? This is how Nichols and May went down. This is how Martin and Lewis. Martin this is how Anwa alawate, and come on, help it out. Be a part of it. Wow! And
1: So you, Jeff, you'll give up on a night when you're actually like ready to go to bed, like that, or like ready to retire. There's no part of. You're not going to go back and just like stay online for a few hours or read or watch. I trudge TV. through that
9: read. Mohe- look at him. What are
1: you? <laughs> what are you thinking?
9: I trudge through that Mohegan Sun till my last nickel is gone. Mm. Yes. No way. No, not a, he's on no, the, gambler. Not, he's not are, the gambler. He's not the gambler. But. uh Dave the- likes to gamble. The one thing, it is fun to see the sheer joy in Dave's face when he's playing roulette. Yeah. I don't play roulette. That's a sucker game. Yeah. I'm a blackjack man. Okay. All right? I like blackjack.
8: That's the way to do it. Roulette is for please. That's for escorts. Nervous. <laughs> what? I get nervous. Yeah. <laughs> it's for escorts. See, Nikki, you've been on the road for a long time now, right? Yeah, yeah. And did, did you hit the wall yet where you're like, oh, I can't believe I'm repacking the same bag over and over. Yes,
1: of course. Yeah.
8: I, I, I just I'm can't, done yeah. with
1: it. I, I love it though. I mean, you don't stop doing it either. No, like, I there's mean, a part it's... of you that does love it.
9: I am one dimensional, so yeah, that's what I, <laughs> I do. Like but with Jeff, it's a whole other thing. We're never gonna find wives in our hotel rooms. You were talking <laughs> About wanting to find a lover, Nikki. Yeah, you're not going to find him online in your hotel room, you're going to find him out in the world. That's right. Walking no, through... I'm going
1: to find him online. I'm going to find him on Instagram or something. You're not going to find him where... at the
9: Mohegan Sun, either, yeah. I'm not going to find him. Oh, walking really? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
8: oh. I think the tribal council has something to say about that. <laughs> I'm sure if he passes the warrior test, he should be able to date the maiden. <laughs> no, Jeff, here's the cool thing about being with Jeff, okay, yeah. and uh, is that there's things that I've That I on the road that I wouldn't do just because, like, I'm so content just like working on my notes or listening to my dumb tapes. But Jeff would be like, hey, let's go and do this. Or, hey, you wanna go do this? So, like, you go, you know, so like I, Vegas, I think that's Like in Vegas, we fine.
9: went to the, uh, to the dolphin exhibit and we mm-hmm. got to see Siegfried and Roy's White Tigers. We went with Hannibal, that was a fun outing. Yeah, that was a
1: good time. It, I'm the same way, Dave. When I get pulled to these things, mm-hmm. I will uh, go if enough people are like, you, we're going, you gotta do it, and it seems like a cool life experience, but I would prefer not to. I just exactly, wanna be alone yeah. on the road, and, and I bring Tom on the road with me, and I brought Ian before too, and Ian wants to do things during the day. Tom's uh-huh. doing stuff during the day. I just, I don't wanna see you till the show, How do you get
8: to these two guys off the Xbox for an hour to get <laughs> <laughs> these guys off that PlayStation to get them out, get a little fresh air in their lungs, as my mom would say.
1: Uh, I don't do anything on the road. Jeff, you're out and about during the day? Do you feel I work day? out
8: from three to seven, and then I go to sound <laughs>
6: yeah.
8: yeah, he's a big sound check guy. He also, is uh, he's like one of the few guys who goes to a hotel and will wear the robe, you know, that yeah, they have in the room. Yes. He looks good in a robe, I'm gonna say
9: right now. It comes from all my years of having crummy apartments. I like the hotel experience. I love right. that's the best a hotel
1: experience. Of course. I, do now- we- I wear the robe too. I didn't know you weren't supposed to. No,
8: I, I feel like that's like a, somebody who feels comfortable there.
1: You know? Yes.
2: I
8: don't. I put on a cape. <laughs> <laughs> <and walk around. laughs> I clean My. the hotel room. Exactly. Bad. Yeah. I always sleep in and enjoy. We're talking the hotels, hot- not motels. All right, son. <laughs>
9: I always sleep yeah. in and enjoy the hotel, but Dave always drives home right after the show. Oh. I'm sorry. Or flies in at 5 a.m. He leaves. Yeah. Really? Well, you want to like, get
1: out of there as soon as you want to get back home? What, I mean, what is it?
9: Uh, it's called Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf. Right? Yeah. 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 I'm in and oh. out like
8: Batman. Right. I'm in and out onto the next adventure. Dave's
9: afraid to leave his his pigeons on his roof for too long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he knows they have to be fed. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I
1: don't know. Jeff, I, you seem to be happy. Like you seem to have like a carved out a, a happy life for the most part. Like yes. I, I, you do. I should be. We should all be more like you. What? But but here's my problem. <laughs> there hey, cannot yeah. be twelve people you want to hang out with after a show. Like there's just at what point do you go? You can't come. Like is there someone oh, wow. from high school or you know where you're just like
9: it's it's if only if they ask rudely or assume something. But okay. I'm very generous that He's way. Good. I like people around. Yeah. But I don't like guy. friction. I get guilt. I feel guilty easy, Quickly. Like oh you know yeah. what. My friend Craig Moss wants to come on Friday with five people. Yeah. You know, we went to high school together. Haven't seen him in a long time. When my dad died, he came over that day. That was a million years ago, so I never forget it. And, you know, once you're my friend, you're my friend for life.
2: I
1: hear that, but, okay, so you you feel guilty. (laughs) 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 And that takes us to the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it this week. Tell your friends, rate, and review. You know the drill. Or get a serious subscription they're not that expensive you guys I I know it seems like a lot but it is there's so much content on it that you will enjoy I actually still pay for my prescription there I go again I pay for my subscription and um, I will continue doing so it's not it's it's not too bad I don't know it's like 14 bucks a month something you can swing it or maybe you can't I don't know your life I'm glad you listened to the podcast, and as always, if you stay till the very end, you know that I reveal a secret about myself. Most people don't stay till the end of the podcast, that's why I choose at the very end to reveal something revealing about myself. Let's do it this week, let's get to it. Um, I always think of this on the fly. Let's see. Um... I'm staring at my vibrator right now because I'm in bed in my, at my hotel room. I, it won't be used tonight because I'm just not in the mood, you know what I'm saying? And by vibrator, I mean the womanizer. If you haven't heard me talk about it, good golly, Miss Molly. Google the womanizer. Find out about suction technology when it comes to sex toys because that is the key. Suck that clit. And I think that's what I'm going to leave with you with tonight. Is there anything I won't say on here? Is there anything I like keep sacred? I don't think there is. Not that this is that revealing. I talk about vibrators all the time, but I'm literally holding it in my hand, talking about it like it is a dear friend, and it is. Aren't you? a All right, guys. This is pathetic, and I'm alone in a hotel room on the Sunset Strip. Coming to you live from the Sunset Strip, live and alone, live and alone. Court, court, guys. See you next week.
0: This has been a Comedy Central podcast.